Hey, Evan. What? Why was the broom late for school? Why? Because it overswept. <laughs> <laughs>
just doing it all over the course of a couple hours just to let everybody know how the sausage is made. Um, and number one, that's it's great to batch that stuff because, you know, otherwise we'd go insane trying to figure out a new joke every week. Yeah. Um, but also, man, you could imagine those those like dinner parties are so hysterical because it's like cause, and there are jokes that get cut because it's like oh man a little kid tried to make up a joke and it's like Ugh. Um, but yeah. some of the best ones are ones that it just came out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, and I love every minute of it um, so thank you for uh, the compliments on what I do but this is definitely not about me bringing guests on just to uh, buff up my ego I do that well <laughs> enough on myself Um but before we get into, uh, we're gonna talk, we're obviously gonna go around the horn as we always do, and we're gonna talk about them. My name is oh, Holt Departa, by the way. I'm yeah, you never said who the hell you were. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are young bucks. Here I am, <laughs> an old fat guy, um, showing you the ropes, as it were. Um, so holding. So, what was your first gaming experience? Oh, we got the. Yes. We got, Chad gave us the whole thing. Sorry, yeah, I, I first set the bar so high. You did. I my first gaming experience was Ocarina of Time on N sixty four. Famously Jesus. on the podcast, I thought Goma was the end of the game. And I beat Goma. I'm like, that's it. Rewards. I can walk around this field now, and I just never played any more of the game um, until it was on three DS. So that was my first gaming experience was beating Goma, thinking that was the end of Ocarina of Time because I'm an idiot. Oh. <laughs> um, I also didn't play a lot of games growing up as a kid. I just kind of had like a handful of games allowed to get like every semester of school or something like that. Um, so mostly my experience with games was game journalism, reading Game Informer magazines, going to IGN.com, and just like devouring that kind of stuff. And then when I turned 18 and moved out, and I I'm like had my own money for my own job, I bought my PlayStation 4, and I just boom. So the way the three of us met, and this is before we get into the other sh- the uh, other kind of spiels, um, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, you know, fans, uh, longtime fans of EFG know I am. Um, a big fan of kind of funny products. I've had Khalif Adams on the show, um, and you know the I'm inching my way ever closer to uh, <laughs> to the uh, San Francisco studios. That's my bucket list. Um, the uh, so the uh, these guys managed. They had the brilliant idea, by the way, brilliant <laughs> freaking idea to uh, use a Chad's squat idea. up segment. Federal credit is due. Chad's idea. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, like to, you know what? As as they say, shoot your shot, son, and you shot it. And they, basically, they use the segment that's uh, called Squat Up as part of their podcast to basically put out a call to have other content creators or other fans of that show reach out to them and be guests on the podcast. And as everyone on this show knows, I love to guest on other podcasts, so I shout out to them very quickly. Yep. Um, literally, the because I listened to that sh- show on the way home from work, and so as soon as I pulled into my driveway, I was tweeting at you guys like, hey, I'm in, because um, I love doing this. And so, yeah, we're uh, the phrase that is used is we are kind of funny best friends. So we are we were kind of funny best friends, but I like to think now we're actual real best friends. Yep. Um, cause when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. Um, so <laughs> the, um, that was a reference that probably went way over both of your heads. Cause you're yeah, too I young. Um, that's a wrestling thing. Um, oh. from the nineties. I don't know if you know what those were. Um, I was alive so, in the nineties. Yeah. Barely. So, <laughs> um, which is super depressing. So before we get too much farther, I do want to take a moment to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I hope the games that you've been playing have been great. I can tell you, uh, I've been playing some good stuff. I have not been playing Anthem 
but we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> the uh, But we do want to make our podcast more interactive. So what I'd love for you to do is reach out to us on Facebook, um, and that's facebook.com slash engagefamilygaming or engagefamilygaming.com slash Facebook because we're fancy and send us a message. Let us know. Um, myself or my community manager will reach out because we love topic suggestions, questions, etc. Um, shoot it all out at us. Um, we're, we're running out of the automatic, you know, like most anticipated game of the year, most, you know, whatever the automatic gimme topics are going <laughs> yeah. away. So we want make our job easier. <laughs> we want to talk about what you want us to talk about. So, um, as you guys know, listeners, we do alternate video games and board games. This week, it's a video game episode. That's why I've got content creators who talk about video games on the show. I mean, unless you guys want to talk about Fireball Island, we could do that forever. But I'll talk about Catan. Uh, I'll talk about Catan. I love Catan. All right. We could, we could do that, <laughs> but you'll have to come back next week. So, Because um, this week is video game week. Um, and before we go into too much... Um, I've already told you guys the, the pattern. We're going to go around the horn. Um, we're going to talk about some of the games that we have played. Um, so the two of you guys, um, you, you've advised me that the game that you've played most recently, not exactly the most family friendly. So we're going to we're going to we're going to preface this by saying that they have been playing a little horror game called Resident Evil Two, which is a remake, um, horrifically violent. Not super appropriate for young children. However, if you happen to be one of those horror families, we talked about this with Susan Arndt many, many episodes back, that some people are just horror people. And if you're horror people, maybe this game is for you. Tell me, tell me a little bit about Resident Evil 2, because I will never play it. So this is, the, this is my experience. <laughs> so the premise is that you are uh, a cop on the first day of your job. And you are on your way to the police station. You get there, and the whole town is going crazy, Raccoon City. And uh, there's zombies everywhere. Police station's completely overrun. And you are trying to figure out what's happening and escape the police station. And it's all one big labyrinth of hallways and offices and rooms and everything like that. But they've done some really amazing things with placement of zombies and enemies and a little bit of claustrophobic effect and amazing lighting especially when you're in dark hallways but all you have is that cone of your flashlight oh it's to make this game one of the most terrifying (laughs) experiences you've ever played in your life but of course being a zombie game there is definitely some gore which makes it an m-rated game yes the the key with this one is it's definitely more survival than it is like an, an action game or anything like that like you're really not supposed to be killing the zombies it's really more about trying to evade them and basically stunning them so you can get away them really quickly but it kind of adds this dread because you really you're not powerful everything can get you you really only takes you a few hits to die in in the game that's what's so scary <laughs> it's really scary and like every time a zombie um you know attacks you it's, it's literally like a little cutscene moment which sounds bad but it actually works really well where like the zombie reaches over and will will stop for gratuitous reasons <laughs> um and you'll see like you're like a little like heart rate meter meter of like all right, caution! Like it's getting it's getting bad. Like you gotta you gotta find some health, but then health isn't everywhere. So you just you just are so cautious, and every movement you make is so methodical because you you need to survive. You need to conserve that ammo. You can't fire that shot right now, maybe because you might need it later on. Everything just feels very important from moment to moment. But it also has this very cool kind of like slow build as well. The tension just keeps building very slowly. Sure. It's it's worth it's so worth playing. I actually would say it's 
probably one of the better survival horror games I've played, hands down. Sure. So I think one of the things that's most interesting about this is that it has a special place in history. Um, because this is a remake of Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. which came out in 1997, 98, um, the late right. 90s, yeah, 90s um, yeah. and um, which was on the original PlayStation, which most of our children you know, view that as an antique. Um, I know y'all <laughs> don't have kids, but they will view it as an antique. It's going to make you feel really old. Um, trust me. Um, Are you so talking about that the, classic thing, the tiny yeah, one that just the, came the, out this year? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. So <laughs> the um, so and what's interesting is um, you know, they've like the original Resident Evil One has been remade a number of times. Um, and you know, most recently, I believe it was uh, maybe not most recently, but uh, it's been remade and then redone on the PS4, right? Like it's yeah, it's yeah. around. So. Yeah. A lot of folks, but, but Resident Evil 1, I think, is, you know, kind of like Assassin's Creed 1. Like, it did the thing, and it was it was popular, but it kind of set it up. But they really spiked it with Resident Evil 2, is what yeah. my understanding. And so, I actually played a, a fair amount of Resident Evil 2 uh, back in the day, because I was dumb. Um, and <laughs> so, um, the... Now, what's interesting about this and why it has a special place in history and why I think, you know, maybe if you like horror, this is just, we talk about games for grownups. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. talking about, if you like horror games um, and, and and want to kind of see the history of it, I think this is a game that's worth visiting after the kids go to bed. Um, yes. um, especially because the Resident Evil 2 very important for the horror genre because I think the success mm-hmm. of Resident Evil 2 really launched the survival horror genre on the PS1 and really it's because of that success like it kind of went away for a while um, but I think because of that success it, it created a genre and I think because of the popularity of 7 and now this game, which is selling very well and um, is being received very cri- uh, well critically I think it's possible that, that this game did it once, and maybe it's going to do it again. Yeah, that's um, an interesting thought, yeah. Oh, I like your thought, too, of how it really upped the game from the first one. And I hadn't really thought about that, but like the setting of it is way more interesting in the second game than the first one. The first one's The Mansion, which I know is more iconic for a lot of people, but the police station, such an interesting location because it's supposed to be a really safe place. It's a police station, and it's not safe. It's dilapidated, destroyed, and horrific. Which, um, everything fun, ab- not to interrupt you, but just no, because to get, like, super next level on this, kind of, you know, zo- you know how they say zombie fiction is always supposed to be, like, this weird commentary on actual society? Mm-hmm. A police station being not as safe as it's supposed to be? <laughs> I just did some mind-blown stuff. So, um, anyway... Yeah, but you're right, right? Like, it was more interesting than the mansion. Totally. And also, they had better technology, and they knew how to use the PlayStation better so they could have better and more diverse environments. I mean, they picked the mansion in the beginning because I'm sure they could only easy. make so many hallways. Yeah, it was easier. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, where, you know, they weren't going to do open fields. Also, like, a big piece of it is claustrophobia. Like, they want to make exactly. you feel limited, and so they need little narrow hallways to put one zombie in and make that feel scary. Mm-hmm. Um. So again, I, I think that's why I wanted to when I brought you guys on and I knew we were gonna talk about Resident Evil, that was one of the things I really wanted to highlight. Like, you know, like this isn't something we're gonna be sharing with our kindergartners. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is one of those things. Like, if you're a horror family, you know you are, or 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 you are not, right? Like, if if your big thing when you had a kid was, man, I can't wait to watch like all those slasher films from the '80s. Well, then maybe yeah. this is like you're maybe you're in, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, but for everybody else, I think this is an important touchstone, um, to think about, especially if you're kind of into video game his- history, or maybe you're kind of getting into it, or you have a teenager who is trying to figure out how games were back then. I think this is a good one to visit. And then if they like it, kind of go back and see what the original Resident Evil 2 was. I'm sure there's YouTube videos. They probably don't have to play it themselves. Um, and kind of compare and contrast and see how, um, I, from what I can see, it feels like a really interesting um, illustration of the way games have changed in 20 years. What do you think? Yeah, Shadow and Evil more about that. You played both versions, haven't you? I've the original played, and uh, the newest one. I've played about an hour and a half of the original game. Okay. Uh, and then I've played actually about an hour and a half, two hours of the new remake. So basically <laughs> the same portion. But no, I think it's an, an incredible feat of modernization for a game. A lot of what turns people off nowadays, if you try to go back 20 years ago and play Resident Evil 2, the original version, there are so many limitations of the console outside of just graphics and things like that. The control scheme... The camera. tank controls. The yeah, camera. the camera was... I, ha- I hated that about Resident Evil 1 when we played that a few months ago. I hated the camera. Yeah. Being able to take that and modernize it and make it digestible for what we expect from video games now, I think, is... Mm-hmm. This is just an incredible feat for that. For sake yeah. of illustration, just to... Anytime we bust out some super deep terms, I try to explain it to the, the newbie parents listening. Tank controls. Ah, are uh, where rather than a current action game where you have full control over all of your movement, it plays like combat. You know, like the tank back in the Atari where you had to rotate yourself and then move forward or backwards. They basically, one of the limitations they gave you is that they let the zombies move however the hell they wanted. But you could only rotate and move forward or back, which was... um, Part of that was that was the only real control scheme that worked based on the controls they had. They didn't have analog sticks back then, um, which, you know, the joysticks that you put your thumbs on on the PS4 controller, they didn't have those. So they really didn't have many options. Um, but also, it really did support that horror aspect. Yeah. I should have warned... I should have warned you guys that I do that whenever uh, we bust out the full-on, you know, the, the lingo, as it were. No worries. No, you're fine. I think... That's that. You mentioned that it adds to the tension. Being it not being able to control the character like you feel like you should be able to adds to the horror in the original. So I think it's actually quite an accomplishment that they've been able to take that and still give you freedom of movement, but keep all of that tension and horror in other ways, mm-hmm. whether it's from just set dressing or lighting. No, yeah, I think like the flashlight. Uh, you mentioned that when you were recording. You yeah, know, on, I don't know if I said, like the flashlight will just show you a cone in darkness of what you can see, what you can't see. So. You're very limited in what you can, what you're able to visualize and, and see and, and, and perceive in, in any level. That's not possible on PlayStation One. Right, nope, it's you not. Cannot do that. That's they were I think very well games, lit rooms. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> well lit rooms. I think that's what's uh, very appealing about remaking a horror game, especially, is you can do more of that kind of stuff. And lighting is super important to horror. True. Because I mean, very. A lot of the horror is about what you know and what you don't know. And the easiest way to do that is to just not show you stuff. So, all right, so that's enough about horror. Guys, can I talk about about Cat Quest? Yes, please talk more about Cat Quest. (laughs) I want to digest as Um, much as I can about this game. Okay, guys, listen. Team EFG. 
go buy CatQuest. It's on everything, <laughs> um, including mobile. Don't buy it on mobile. It's just not great. Um, it's a perfect Switch game. Um, it's cheap. It's light. Here's the deal. You are a cat who happens to also be a knight, warrior, wizard. I don't really know, but you can cast magic spells and you hit people with a sword. Um, and uh, you are adventuring to save your sister from something. It's an evil cat. It's another evil cat. <laughs> um, and the the king is a lion and it's like full of cat puns and you get you know, a whole bunch of magic spells. And the idea is you're just running around. It's like a very quaint action RPG um, with a, you know, you've got a, do- a nice tight dodge roll that is super necessary because it gets kind of challenging, but not so challenging that you can't do it. Um, I bought it after Christmas for $5 <laughs> and I've definitely gotten more than $5 out of it. Um, there's a sequel coming that's going to have two player co-op. Ooh. Where one of you Ooh. is a cat, where one of you is a cat and the other one's a dog. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is, uh, you know, the one of our original board game co-hosts, uh, Kelly, she who needs no title, she actually picked this up for her daughter. Um, well, I can't remember if she picked it up or if Santa Claus brought it. I'm not sure. But her daughter has it, and it's like her favorite game. Like this is, and her daughter is seven. So, like to give you an idea, like this is perfectly accessible to younger players. Um, like this is ba- certainly baby's first action RPG. Like it's a great way to kind of get into that. Um, it's super cute, very bright. Um, I think this is easily. Um, it it came out. I, I think. I think it came out on Steam, not last year, but th- towards the end of the year before. Like this has been out for a while. Um, realistically, had I. N- I somehow missed it. Um, had I played it, um, this would have been one of my games of the year. The year it came out, um, it is that good. Um, wow. And I and and you know it's light. I mean, I think I'm like halfway through the game, and I probably played like you know four and a half hours. You know, it's very nice pick up and play. You know, um, the monsters are super cute. And one of the things that I really dig about it is you fight on the world map. I mean, I know that sounds kind of like you know it. It sounds like that's really stupid, um, but watch a YouTube video of it, and 30 seconds in, you'll understand what I mean. Um, it's very cool, um, and the the quest is you have to fight a bunch of giant dragons, and they're hard, but they're not impossible, um, and I really dig it. So um, that's Cat Quest. Um, it's on uh, my my official recommendation is buy it on buy it on Switch um, because everything is better on Switch. Literally Absolutely. everything is better on Switch. Yep. Um, <laughs> but you know if you don't have a Switch, you know it'll play on any laptop you could possibly imagine. You're just gonna want to play with a controller. So you can also buy um, a Switch. It played on Switch. <laughs> yeah, but we recognize not everybody's made a oh. money there. Oh, I'm just a um, Switch advocate. I'm just gonna. Oh, li- listen, <laughs> oh buddy, listen. Um, have we met? Um, well, today we met. Um, I tell everyone to buy a Switch. I spent uh, an entire episode of the EFG Daily Commute, uh, which, by the way, you can find that at engagefamilygaming.com/commute. Um, convincing people that this is the year to buy a second Switch. Um. This past Christmas was the time to buy a second Switch, I think, um, because of the it incoming. Time to buy a third. <laughs> no, I think three might be too. Well, I mean, it's getting now. It's getting that might be getting a little crazy. But remember, we got Animal Crossing and Pokemon's coming this year, oh, and yes. <laughs> you don't you, listen. You don't want people fighting. You don't want kids fighting over those over those games. Um, right. We had forty eight hours of Let's Go Pikachu in this house, and I was like, <laughs> nope, we're buying a second Switch. 
Also, the trading especially. You gotta have the second one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. One's gotta have Eevee and one's gotta have Pikachu. That's just how it goes. Exactly. Oh, I understand. Trust me. Mm. I no, mean, I'll show you both. Pikachu. Why would you get Eevee? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> um, Not processing. Because Eevee <laughs> is overpowered in Let's Go Eevee. That's why. I, I have Eevee, heard that. I have heard Eevee that. is super OP. But let's anyway. Frank, Pikachu is also overpowered in that game, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Eevee, Eevee, gets like, Eevee gets like one of every move. Like, you basically get to create a custom moveset for Eevee that, um, and you get some uh, typed attacks that Pikachu doesn't get. Okay. Can't get. So, that's all. Listen, I mean, still get Pikachu, Abby, but, um, <laughs> you know, but we have both. But it's because it's for work, guys. Shh. It was for work. That's why we got them both. Um, so, that's Cat Quest. Um, now, Chad. Yes. I hear rumors that you enjoy Beat Saber. Oh my goodness! Tell Do us, I enjoy Beat Saber? Yes. Is can Beat you tell Saber me what Beat Saber like a religion is? to me? Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> so, give me the elevator pitch on Beat Saber from a Beat Saber evangelist. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put two words out there, three words technically: Guitar Hero, okay. lightsabers. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's it. You have notes flying at you. Uh, you have to chop them in different directions in rhythm with the song. Let me tell you, it is the most... First of all, you're going to get real sweaty playing it. So if you have uh, an affinity for working out while you play, great. But it is the most engaging VR title. It's a VR-only title. You can get it for if you have a PC, you have Oculus, you can get that. If you have a PlayStation, you can get it for PlayStation VR. Because of that, it is limited to people who are 13 or older just because of yep. VR and its nature. But, oh, my goodness, is it the most fun thing? I brought it home for Christmas vacation, and uh, every single person in my family, my mom, my dad, my uncle, the, uh, my, all the, my parents' kids, so my siblings, that's all we played for hours and hours. And, in fact, I recently moved, and we had a going away party, and I had planned, like, hey, let's play a board game, let's play Smash Bros., let's play this, let's... and then... No. All Beat Saber on the headset. All the time. Yep, that's it. It was just Beat Saber for hours. That was it. <laughs> it is incredibly fun. It is a workout. And it is something that is easy to get the hang of, but very difficult to master. But it's a blast. All right. Listen, I'm sold. Um, as fans of the show know, the general still has the lockdown on VR. But I'm, I'm wearing her down, baby. I'm wearing her down. We're gonna, <laughs> um, I'm probably still going to lose. But I'll just come to your house and play. It's fine. Done. It's fine. I mean, yeah, exactly. You're not exa more excuses to play Beat Saber. Um, yeah, did in. you see the video that somebody put um, Kyle's mom, the song from South Park, in Beat Saber? No. Oh, my <laughs> Just gosh. look it up. Look it up. Um, I, I, I can't even say the name of the song on my podcast. Yep. But, guys, listen, if you know the South Park song, you know the song about Kyle's mom. Um, and, kids, if you're listening, don't Google it. Um, cause then I'll get in trouble. Um, and I don't want to get in trouble with parents. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've been playing some good games. This has been a pretty good year so far and it's not even kingdom hearts time yet. Are the two of you, are you kingdom hearts guys? We didn't talk about this yesterday. So here's the thing. No, no, we, no uh, this is a yes or no damn question, Chad. No, it's, uh, it's we're not. I want to be, I want to be. Okay. I don't, don't talk anything. it up. I've played Don't, 10 minutes of had, Kingdom Hearts you, 1. You have had, like, over a decade to, to like, play it. You can't Since say Kingdom Hearts 2 be. came out. I want You can't say I want to be. It's, just, it's okay. just no. If you wanted to be, you would have played it. It's been over 10 years. We have a segment on our show called Backlog Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends, where we go back and play things that we haven't played or we should have played, and that will be our backlog game for April. Yeah, so our... Um, 
our challenge one that has been yeah our challenge has been like jrpgs are longer games so to get it done in a month guaranteed is harder so we're gonna give that game two months probably although they're long as hell is it long as hell i mean yeah i mean if you just push through it you could do it in a month okay but you you got you gotta work okay i mean you guys are like responsible adults mostly so many good games i wouldn't call myself i'm an adult though yeah, all right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so uh, everybody knows, I mean, we're super, super damn hype for Kingdom Hearts. Um, I'm not one of, like, the crazy people, um, <laughs> but I am a uh, huge fan. Right when you get your PS4 pre-order canceled on you from GameStop. I did not pre-order the, you know, one of my uh, co-hosts, Tila, who, if you've listened to the last couple episodes, I don't know if you listened to so. She is waiting to find out if hers was canceled. She got so, no. oh, she the, apparently they're rolling out. Um, oh, so okay. she's at this point now. Once because she, she used to work there, so she knows that it's possible up until the day of to find out that the can the yeah. pre order was canceled. Cool. So once they started going out, she was like, oh. So now it's it's literally just rolling the dice. Everyone who put money down on those things, it's rolling dice. So, how long, on that? How long how, ago? Yeah, did they open it up? I know that's a random question. I'm just they curious. opened it up. I mean, it was a cup. I mean, it was like a month or two ago. It was very recently. Okay, okay. okay. I was gonna think of how much time do they have to manufacture based on the orders coming in. Why don't they just manufacture for everyone who wants to buy one? They don't. They didn't have that much time, and I don't think GameStop don't. thought that much. Ahead. No, no, but they should have for this because it's- they should have because they forgot what Kingdom Hearts fans are, and they had a decade um, to prepare. It yeah. literally is the equivalent of having a special edition Half Life Three bundle coming out when Half Life Three <laughs> comes out. Like it's it when? is the equivalent. Of did that. you just say did Chad? Did he just say when Half Life Three comes out? <laughs> well, yeah, are you, did we talk about? Did, did I tell you my no drugs policy on my podcast? <laughs> um, because if I didn't. Um, cause you, you're high if you think that game's ever happening. <laughs> um, so anyway, I mean, that's, but I guess we're, I'm going to come back on your show and we're going to fight a lot. So I guess maybe, yes. that, maybe that'll oh, be a topic. I, I just said, I, that was just a slip. I don't actually believe it. 100% oh, oh, good. It could. could, it might, I don't know. It I might, mean, but I'm not like, I have no way okay. behind. Okay, good. <laughs> it was more of a comparison of like halfway three in the kingdom hearts three it's kind of in the same wheelhouse of like is it happening True. what's going to happen and then like to not prepare for that launch would be stupid i agreed also kingdom hearts fans are insane <laughs> yeah 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 they're just they're nutty mm-hmm. um a lot of them are aware of it though a lot of them are aware of it oh yeah that's the one advantage I love kingdom hearts i can't help it it's like yeah. the perfect <laughs> thing for me like yeah that's one of the that's one of the, that's the one advantage to kingdom hearts fans is in generally they're self-aware of how stupid they are and I say that as one of them. Like, I get it. I'm a moron. Like, As opposed to Monster Hunter fans who just can't get it. That no one wants to play Monster <laughs> Hunter. You know what? Listen, uh, we're Monster Hunter fans here, too. Although, not the same level. We bought Monster Hunter World for my 12-year-old. He loves it. But That's one of those games I missed out on last year that I kind of wish I played when it came out. Monster Hunter World? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, it's tough. Um, but, okay. So, yeah. So, for those listening... Um, we're recording this on Sunday night, the 27th. Um, and so uh, I will be uh, – so 20, 24 hours from now, 
as I am recording this, I will be playing Kingdom Hearts um, and probably trying my hardest to not have to stop. Um, and then, um, so, but we won't be talking about it on the next week's podcast because it will be a board game podcast. We'll be talking about it next time. But maybe I'll switch it around because I might be that guy because um, it's Kingdom Hearts. It's a big moment in history. Also, also, I think I might have to switch it around because not only is it Kingdom Hearts, but also like we might need to push that out because if we push it out, then that'll make anyway. That's all. Who needs the name? <laughs> Folks, um, we're going to take a break because we talked about our games and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about these guys and see, you know, like what the hell they're up to. So um, we will be right back, folks. See you in a minute. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a very special video game episode of Engage, a family gaming podcast. It is still episode 162. Um, I'm still Steven, as I said at the beginning, and I'm still here with my two friends from the Respawn Aim Fire podcast, Chad and Holden. Gentlemen, uh, still glad that you stuck around. We took a break and you didn't leave. Um, (laughs) Probably. Probably because I promised you with an opportunity for self-promotion after the break. So um, <laughs> so tell us about yourselves. You guys are a podcast. You've recorded almost 100 episodes. Um, that's a pretty impressive accomplishment in the gaming space. Um, so tell us what the hell you do and why. So we bill ourselves as uh, we are now for the last year considered Respawn Aim Fire. And we bill ourselves as the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast. So we uh, definitely put a, a little bit of a spin um, on gaming news. We talk about what we've been playing throughout the week, all that kind of stuff. But then we also do things like we play video game Would You Rather, where it could be tame, it could be super weird, it could be super crazy and, and adolescent. Blatantly offensive. <laughs> could be offensive, who knows. Uh, so definitely more geared towards the adult audience. But I think what I love most about our show is just working with Holden. He's such a great dude. But Aww. we have such a good rapport, and we differ on so many things. Like, obviously, he thinks Zelda Breath of the Wild is great, and I think Zelda Breath of the Wild is boring. What that means and, is that one person has a correct opinion and one person's wrong who doesn't right. like Breath of the Wild. With that, with that said, Holden, don't get too proud of yourself. <laughs> I know so, I know your secrets, sir. I know your secrets. Um, so, um, but anyway... I'm glad. Well, it is absolutely true. Um, I've known you guys um, for three hours at this point, which is insane. Um, <laughs> and we, I've, my recording has been going literally the entire time. And I can definitely say the two of you have a great rapport, which is important when you're doing a two-person podcast. Um, so at what point did you guys decide you needed to get more guests? Or do you have like a rotating third chair? Or how do you normally handle this? We did some guests early on, just people we work with who were like, oh, you like games? You want to talk about this? Awesome. Come on. Talk about it with us. And It's also um, really easy to do when we all live in the same place. Exactly. So a big challenge for us is that I moved back home to go to school. So we're on different sides of the country now. Uh, well, not different sides, but he's in the, Chad's in the middle in Chicago. Well, I'm in, I'm in, uh, we're in California, California now. now. I guess you are on the opposite side of the, uh, of the country now. And then I'm in Rhode Island. So the, the obstacle was, well, how do you really do guests if you're not there with the person? So we just kind of really didn't think about it for too long and then chatted the brilliant idea of reaching out to kind of funny games and doing that whole thing. And here we are. Yeah. 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 It's, it's more of just a, hey, you want to what? We like having guests on the show. We need to do that and let's just reach out and make it happen. It, yeah. It, it's, um, I mean, whenever I heard that squat up, 
I was like, oh, I got to any any dudes that are that nuts to put that kind of call out. I got to talk to these dudes. <laughs> um, um, if I may, um, just use Skype next time. It'll probably be easier yeah, <laughs> than, yeah. than the Facebook Hangouts. I mean, we have not been, to critique. We have been uh, we've we've done little kind of test episodes with a friend of ours from a podcast called Tech Tequila, where they talk about tech while drinking tequila. Um, OK. And. <laughs> it went okay. It was one person. It went totally fine. We used Google Hangouts. It was great. And then when we put out this call, I had no idea we were going to get the response that we did. In fact, I texted Holden like two hours after Kind of Funny Games Daily went live. And I was like, look, we've got four people who want to be on our show. This is great. And then <laughs> by the end of that day, it was up to 50. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't keep it all straight. Uh, so and so, I've already promised this person this lot. Everyone wants to be on our show. Everyone wants us on their show. This is insane. So. To Chad too, because I am notorious for just avoiding social media whenever possible. So <laughs> yeah. Chad has taken the reins on a social media account. He literally has a spreadsheet of like, okay, I responded to this person, and like it's he's extremely organized. It's it's crazy. Like I don't, I this would never have happened if it weren't for Chad and his social media wizardry. <laughs> I just so, I don't I don't understand also spreadsheets here. Also yes, spreadsheets. I love also spreadsheets. spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets. It, it's worked totally fine over Facetime. In the past, but now that we have four people, because we had so many people that want to be on it, we're like, all right, how do we accommodate four people? What's the flow like for four people? And as you saw in the 30 minutes of us trying to get all four of us on the same thing with all of our mics working, we're learning. We're We're learning. learning. (laughs) You'll get there. People who don't do podcasts, so it's just a little bit different preparation. And that's, you know, we need to, I probably need to do a better job of like, hey, let's make sure we have this setup going before we (laughs) record, because it's basically like, let's just run into it. Let's just run into it and let's just do this. <laughs> well, I mean, I think to a degree, I mean, the, the cost for, and I mean, this is a little bit of navel gazing, but people listen to that. The cost of setting it up that way with, was a half hour. So it really wasn't yeah. that crazy. No, like, no, it wasn't that at all. Um, and I think part of that was because the guy that was on the show and anybody listening, obviously, you know, hopefully they'll go listen to your show. Um, I'm sure that's the goal with everyone you have on there. Um, but the, you know, they'll, I mean, he, it didn't hurt that he was like a positive dude that kind of was going with the flow. Like, you know, if he was a prima donna about it, it might've been a little bit, uh, a little (laughs) bit difficult. If he was difficult to deal with like a guy like me who had like, I came with basically a rider. I was like, I need, I need snacks. Um, you know, so. Is my assistant still there taking care of you? Um, no, they left. I sent, they left? I, oh, okay. I, I, I sent them with an Uber back to the, back to their hotel. They're okay, good. good. Um, obviously everyone, that's a total lie. I don't have a rider. I'm not that much of a diva. Um, and I, but you do enjoy snacks. I love snacks. I mean, I do who doesn't assist- love snacks? Oh, uh, well, I mean, well, of course you have an assistant. I have a producer and a content man and a, a community manager. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen you definitely got to get a community manager. They are great. Um, God, that would be that would be wonderful. Yeah, just get just just do it. So, um, fun fact: all you have to do really is ask. Um, it, it's it was that easy for me. Stephen, you want to be our uh, community manager? No. Um, <laughs> but but you said just ask. I thought that you were. Saying, I said ask you? like in places where there were multiple people. I didn't say just ask me. Um, um, I'm confused. Then I don't know what's going on. That's what Chad's the social media wizard. Exactly. He knew what I meant. He yeah. knew what I meant. Um, so, so you guys, have you guys known each other a long time? At this point, we've known each other a long time. In like five years. Yeah. In fact, we both worked together at the same retail store. 
Um, Can you say which retail store it was? No. I would prefer not to if we can. All right. Um, it, was complicated. It, All was, right. it was a large technology retail store. Oh, that's cool. Um, so and, you were uh, so you were work homies. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We met through there. We started talking. We actually mentioned several times before we actually did it. Was hey, we should have a gaming podcast. I'm like, yeah, we should. Cool. Nothing happened. A few well, months later, you know what? We should actually do this though. We should have a gaming podcast. Yeah, you know what? We should. And then we jumped in with both feet out of nowhere with a yep. name that was already taken by 40 other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we originally called a Split Screen Gaming Podcast. Oh, yeah, that was definitely taken. Yeah, yeah. shocker. Split Screen's taken. So we, we spent a year finding a new name. <laughs> that was a long Oh, man, that was a, that was a good, long, rough year. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we've known each other for a long time. We both love video games. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think what I love about our dynamic is that we both do have different opinions, different play styles, and we like different things in video games, which makes for interesting discussion. Absolutely. Especially when we both play the same thing where we have different takes on it. Like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, or Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, that game is just not good. I'm kidding. I actually it's a good game, I just don't like it. <laughs> just like, no, and that's okay. That's actually that's a the sign of a good critic to understand the quality of something and also be wrong about it. It's just it's a, it's a good sign. Um, because because that's a, I mean it's really 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 good. Um, but anyway, um, we've the fans of the uh, Engage a Family Gaming podcast know plenty about how I feel about both of those games. Um, but don't worry, I'm gonna go on their show and fight with them at some point when they get done with all 50 of your guests. We're um, gonna have a battle royale episode. Oh, that'll be real good. You have <laughs> to call it about on at one time to duke it out. <laughs> oh my god, that would that's be a battle um, royale episode. That yep. would be um the logistics of that would be absolute hell, but it would be awesome. <laughs> And I feel comfortable about my chances in that because I'm good at what I do. So, um, was that was that arrogant? That was a little arrogant, but whatever. I'm fine. That was confident. That was confident. You just knowing your worth. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, spoken like a true content creator millennial. So, um, <laughs> all right. So, so you guys have known each other for a while. You're doing this podcast. Like, what do you like? What are you hoping to get out of it? Or what are you getting out of it? This is obviously just like what I do. This is not what we do for work. We both, you know, have professional. All three of us have professional lives outside of this. So, like, what what makes you keep doing it? Because obviously, it's a lot of work. It's late nights. It's effort. It's shooting your shot. What makes you keep going? When I see things like Metroid Prime is getting rebooted, I have an emotional reaction to that. <laughs> so, it was like I have to do this. And I think it's like coming to Chad and you know, us talking, be like, oh, we should make a podcast. We should make a podcast. We should make a podcast. It happened because we have to have a podcast. We have to talk about these things. We, we our voice needs to get out there. We have we have a perspective we need to share. Um, it's also just fun. Like it's really enjoyable just to talk about what I love to talk about in a in a challenging setting. Where like Chad's going to challenge me on on my opinions, and that you know in a way that you just don't get in a casual conversation. I think it's just I don't know. It's it's much more engaging, I think, to do a podcast than to just kind of talk to your friends about it. Another that talking to your friends about it is bad, but, like, I consider my opinions more. I'm like, hey, like, if I'm going to talk about, like, you know, the next generation or something like that, I'm going to put much more thought into why I wanted to play out a certain way or Metroid Prime 4, like, okay, like, you know, maybe I would have just had an outrage reaction. But, like, no, 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 I have to be – I have to think about this. 
Like, is this bad? Is this good? And like, I don't know. I really like that. And I was kind of, I was doing that already, but I feel like now that I'm doing the podcast for a long time, I'm, I don't want to say they're getting better at it. I don't know. That's really a thing to get better at making opinions. <laughs> no, that's but, absolutely, a, it's absolutely a thing. Yeah. You just it's don't, weird, it's weird to you don't notice that. it, but yeah. no, no, no. It's weird. I feel like it's weird to say it, but yeah, I think it's, I don't know. I've. I feel like I've also grown more confident as a person through doing the podcast, like feeling like I have something I'm working on, which is kind of cool. It's just fun. I've been enjoying video game journalism for my whole life. So like, I don't know. I wanted to be part of it. That's me ranting. Chad, let's talk about you now. Yeah, I um, I feel like I've clung onto it for two reasons. One, I don't really have anyone in my immediate kind of circle of friends or family that enjoys or talks about video games the way that we do. So this is kind of like my way to geek out about all of the industry insider stuff, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I think the second thing that drives me the most is seeing the reactions and communications from people who listen to our show. We we used to be like recording once every week and a half, two weeks-ish. We called ourselves the occasionally weekly podcast. And uh, yep. whenever we started running, we started doing what we called a photo mode where I would give somebody a Photoshop. I would give the community a Photoshop challenge and that's really the first time we started hearing from our fans. When I would see my face photoshopped into Monster Hunter World, or my face photoshopped into Horizon Zero Dawn, or Call of Duty Black Ops 3, like, whenever people are actually listening to our content and connecting mm-hmm. with it, and they're like, oh my goodness, I love this video game, would you rather segment? Or, oh my gosh, I would love to hear Holden's thoughts on blank. Seeing that people are actually listening to it and connecting to it makes me so incredibly happy that it, yep. in, it invigorates me to say, how do I do this more? How do I make it's, sure that this happens reliably every single week? Because I can't get enough of that stuff. It's very surreal. It's very, very surreal. Yeah. No, I've, the first time I had somebody, and because we, uh, as I've mentioned, or I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, uh, we do have a Facebook group uh, that you can find at engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Um, and, um, you know, whenever we started having people like join there and like, ask us questions or comment on some of the stuff that we talked about. Um, you know, that it hit me the same way. It was like, Oh, there are people that are listening to my content that actually give a crap that aren't like my mom. Yeah. You, you know? can see numbers on the screen, but then to actually know that there are people out there. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's the same thing. And like I told the, uh, you know, on, a, on the show that I was with you guys, we had a whole segment where we were kind of talking about, um, you know, why, you should do it. Like why be a content creator? And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's like, you know, if you feel like you need to say something, that's because you literally do like, this isn't, you know, like if you, maybe you should, well then you shouldn't. But like, if, if you're in there and you're like, <laughs> no, I got to do this. Th- there is a reason for that. And it could be because there's five people that really should hear what you have to say and will connect with it. Mm-hmm. it could be because there may be a million people. You don't really know. Um, mm-hmm. The only way to do it is to shoot your shot. Um, and that's, so I want to say the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on here and not be like, you know, a Twitch leech, right. And just hop on your show (laughs) and, you know, is I wanted to have you guys on because I think, um, you guys are definitely younger than me, but you're not kids. Um, but like, I think that there is something to be said, you know, a lot of the parents that, that, that talk to me are like, my kids want to be YouTubers and my kids want to, you know, be podcasters and content creators and, you know, they want to be quote unquote YouTube stars. Um, and you know, one of the things that I see with you guys is like, you're professionals, you're adults, right. But like, you also are content creators and that's cool. 
right? Um, and so the idea where it's like, oh no, no, you don't have you, you know, I don't. I, there's nothing, no reason to discourage content creation because it's not like it gets in the way mm-hmm. of you yeah. know, it can be that thing you do, and it could be just as simple as that's the way that you talk to your boys or you know your friends, right? It's just this yeah. is how I do it. We do it over a mic, and we happen to record it and publish it. Um, and I think you guys are a really good example of that for you know some of the parents that are listening concerned like oh my goodness my kid wants to be a YouTube star what if they fail it's like you know what <laughs> the three of us are not YouTube stars but I don't view what we have done as failing right like we're succeeding yeah. in doing what we're doing and loving every bit of it but it'd be like the same as saying like oh no you know my daughter loves to 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 draw. What if she fails at that? It's like, no, she just does it because she likes doing it. It's like she wants to draw it because she wants to draw. I think it's the same kind of thing. Like if you want to write poetry or movies or like just shoot films with your friends, like it's all the same thing as content creation. It's just, it's just an outlet to, to express yourself. Agree. It's not about making money off of it. It's about enjoying what you're doing. I think if you're looking at it like a success standpoint of like, oh, they're never going to have a million followers. They're going to be a failure. Like I think you're looking at it the wrong way. No, I don't. I don't disagree. But you know, I mean, this is maybe you don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> one of the issue, one of the things that happens a lot with parents is, you know, when they hear their kids talk about what they want to do when they grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know the answer to what to say to a kid if they want to be in the NBA, or if they want to be in the NFL, or if they want to be an Olympic athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, a lot of parents don't know to have that same. Di- but you know what we tell them is, listen, you you want if you really love basketball, you should play basketball. But like you're probably mm-hmm. not going to be in the NBA, but that doesn't mean you can't play basketball when you're a grown up. Yeah, There's yeah. going to be opportunities. Um, th- th- that's the same kind of discussion we should have for kids that want to be Dan TDM, right? Like mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be because he won the lottery, you know. Yeah. And it's not that it's you know he obviously works hard and you know blah 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 blah, but like you know. You're not going to be cookie swirl C. You're just not. And that's okay um, because you could end up like one of us. And um, and that's a good – that's good news. That's right. Like because the no, bulk of the content creators good. are us and yeah. just kind of chilling out with our communities, occasionally hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was – I wanted to have you guys on because I thought that was a, an interesting perspective to share. That it's like, hey, you're just, we're, we're bros just hanging out and – one of us is super wrong about Legend of Zelda. <laughs> and one of us is very wrong about Horizon Zero Dawn. Check. You. They're not the same person. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that, so... um. Let's talk about – so there are some people in my community who I am sure want to keep up with you guys, maybe listen to your show, maybe see what else you guys got. Tell me where on the internets am I going to find your stuff? You can find us on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play. We are officially on Spotify now thanks to Holden this week. So if you want to I did to something on the internet. What? <laughs> oh, my god. Uh, we technically have an Instagram and a Facebook page as well. However, we are most active and all of our communication comes through Twitter. So if you want to follow us on Twitter at Respawn Aim Fire, that's where all the fun stuff goes. I try to respond to literally everything, whether it's even with just a GIF or whether it's with a full-blown message. or. I'm um, sorry. Did you say GIF? I did. I okay. Did. It, that is the proper – That's a hill that I'm going to die on by myself. But I did. I, say I call it a gif, <laughs> but I do know it's a gif. Officially, yeah, it is a gif. Eventually, I'll roll around and say gif, even though I know in my heart it's a gif. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. So Twitter's probably the best place. And Steven's going to have a lot of fights with us. <laughs> <I sense. laughs> Listen, I mean, 
it's 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 all it's all in good fun. Um, <laughs> um, but I, you know, anyway. So so good. So people should tweet at you. Um, what's your Twitter handle? <laughs> at respawn aim fire. All right, sweet. Um, if you aren't jamming out your Instagram, um, not to give y'all kids advice, but you should absolutely be jamming out your Instagram. Um, it's growing, and Twitter is not. So yeah, so that's just also to, the same. Just to at give you some, fire. just to give you some advice. Um, okay. So that's great. Do you guys have like a, a like a is there like a like a respawn aim fire website I should send people at? I'm working on that. Oh, all right. It is going to happen. It's going to take some time. It's, it's fine. Hard. Websites yeah. are hard. Websites well, are definitely hard. We have the episode 100 coming up and we kind of have a few things lined up for episode 100. Um, we haven't really discussed the website when the time is going to be, but I'd imagine uh, part of like uh, the soon thing. Yeah, the, we also have respawn aim fire 100. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right. I'm excited. Um, I can't wait to listen to uh, episode 100 of Respawn Aim Fire. So, folks, um, I, I, guys, I'm super glad that you came on the show. We're definitely going to have to have you guys back. Um, oh. We should do some regular co-hosting because this has been a whole lot of fun. Um, folks, this has been episode 162 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Um, we'll be back next week where we're going to go bananas talking about either Kingdom Hearts or board games. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, but you're going to come back anyway. Just read the show notes. You'll find it out. Uh, either way, it's going to be me and Amanda talking about something. Um, but until then, I have two favors to ask. The first, every one of you listening knows somebody that needs to hear this show. Um, they may not know they need to hear it, but they absolutely do. And they might even need to hear Respawn Aim Fire. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to find somebody. Um, and in a polite way, I mean, I don't want to like jack people up against the wall and make them listen, but I mean, if that's how you communicate, I'm not <laughs> For here to our judge. Podcast, please jack up against the wall. Like, yeah. Force them. <laughs> Put um, headphones in their ears, <laughs> shove them in there. <laughs> um, and, and convince them to listen, right? Send them a link, you know, get me you to know, give them a kind word, um, because a bigger audience for us means more access, means more, you know, bigger guests on the show, etc. Um, and that, you know, that, that's kind of the goal. Um, the second thing, if you can't do that, that's okay. I get it. Um, but what you can do is leave us a review on whatever podcast service you listen to us on. Um, so yeah, just do that real You know, a couple quick things, maybe five stars. I'm not going to tell you what to rate us, but definitely five <laughs> stars. Um, and you know, and if you can't do that, come on back next week and we will be ready to talk about some kind of games. Um, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us on. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been, it has been my uh, absolute, uh, I, I am super happy that you guys were on here. Um, <laughs> so until next time, folks, I hope you have a wonderful week and don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Guys, that was rad. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in.